Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Green Belt Devo. With me, as always, in this kumite of trivia knowledge, minutia mastery. You like that? I like what you did. Was that on the the spot? That was on the spot, baby. Have you been reading Dr. Seuss again? I will not, cannot answer that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will not, cannot in a hat. <laughs> not on a boat. Not with a goat. <laughs> with me, as always, is Blue Belt Andy. Hello, ladle brainers. Brown Belt Kells. Good evening. Now, this is again a very important episode because we are trying to stop Kells from reaching the top of the mountain. <laughs> We're trying to stop him from becoming a black belt and challenging Sensei Neil. How's everybody doing? Well, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm focused. Okay. Laser my focused. Prediction, my prediction for tonight is pain. Who's? <laughs> Possibly his. No. <laughs> So, Sensei, what is the topic? What are the rules? Let's get this a show going. Well, before we start, I heard some interesting things this week that I wanted to share with everybody. Hmm. Last week was our Cars episode, and there was a question about the DeLorean. And I part of the question was something about um, the owner being set up for a, a cocaine deal or something like that. Yes. And one of my favorite podcasts out there is called The Dollop. And it's it's a couple of uh, stand-up comedians, kind of improv guys, who take an interesting story from uh, from history and they kinda they kinda tell the story and ad lib a bunch of stuff. It's it's really funny. Definitely not family friend friendly. They they swear a lot and have a lot of adult situations, you might say. Okay. But um not this most recent episode, but the one before that was all about John DeLorean and his insane life that he had. And it was very interesting. And like I said, it's a very funny podcast. I recommend it if you're at all interested in, uh, in John DeLorean. Well, speaking of podcast recommendations, I would like to recommend a couple shows. I would like to recommend the Trivia Rogues podcast. We've had Billy on a couple of times. It's a good show. You guys should listen. And I'd also like to recommend Quiz and Hers. Another great show. Uh, Similar format to us. A little bit different vibe. But please, everybody, check them out. I I heard one other fact earlier today that I I thought was really interesting. It's not really uh, related to anything we've talked about. But I found out that uh, country western star TV film star Roy Rogers is basically a completely made up persona. He really? He, yeah, so back in the 30s Gene Autry was the big singing cowboy mm-hmm. and he was asking for a lot of money and so someone had a competition for a new singing cowboy and a guy named Leonard Franklin Sly won that contest and they named him um, Roy Rogers. 
Um, the last name is is um, after Will Rogers. I'm not sure where the Roy came from, but yeah, he's basically he he was born and raised in Ohio, and kind what? of he he was a country singer. So I mean, he was a legitimate singer, but the whole persona is just kind of made up. So kind of like the monkeys, it, uh, very much like the monkeys. If you have anything sad to say about the monkeys, you'll come through me first. Okay. So make that clear. The monkeys were fine musicians that I don't think it we're, we're, <laughs> we're not going to no, the monkeys are great. Okay. Uh, were they? Okay. Well, I, I, I know maybe one song about the monkeys. Okay. This is going to be ugly from the get go. All right. <laughs> All right. That's how you want to play be, it. Fine. Just be just gloves are off. Gloves are off. Why did Taking you off the gloves. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is spring. You know, you <laughs> so you probably you probably want to get started with the show now that I've mm-hmm. wasted a lot of time. That's not never waste of time with with those trivia nuggets. And Andy needs to vent this anger. So let's get it out of the way now, so I can have a fun, family friendly show. Have you vented enough, Andy? I'm good. Okay. I'm ready. So here's the rules. Every week we have a theme, and within that theme we have six categories. Each category has four questions. Each question is worth 10 points each. And then there's a final question, which is worth up to 100 points. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. You'll be happy to know there are no uh, science questions there's no history what? questions. There's no what? politics. This entire theme today is music, and I've oh. got it. I've got I've got it divided by decade. So oh. each category, we've got 60s through the 2010s. Oh. And wait a minute, I'm, I've is it Christmas? Is this is it oh. Christmas? <laughs> each <laughs> each each of the decades, I've got at least. One rock song, one R and B slash rap song. I know those aren't really the same genre, but you know, so I'm trying. Like those split, huh? So mm-hmm. I feel like those should be split. So give me. Well, there's either there's either R and B or rap, depending on the question. And then there's one rock, and then the the fourth question is going to be is kind of a wild card. So there's there's a variety. Oh. And here's the here's the other another thing I'm doing a little bit differently. There's kind of a sub theme, and the first person to correctly guess the sub theme is going to get a bonus, a two point bonus. It's not a big bonus, but points are points. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it a five point bonus to make it a little bit special. Spicy. So <laughs> you can. Uh, you can just shout out the shout out your your guests for the sub sub uh, category or sub theme whenever you want to. All right. Now this is is it the sub theme for the whole show or for each decade? No, for the whole show. Okay. 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 Let's do this. Uh, and I've got these in order, so we're going to go from the 1960s first, all the way up through the 2010s. Oh boy, uh, I'm gonna struggle. Yeah. Well, so I thought that uh, 
what I'm kind of hoping is going to happen is that uh, some people will have an advantage early on and then other people will have an advantage as we get deeper into the or, you know, more recent music. But we'll see. I don't know if it's going so to So what I think what he's, I think what you're saying sensei is that old people eat dinner first. <laughs> young people eat later, right? It's basically. I mean, I didn't put it that way. Well, but you're not but you're not wrong. There's some I, subtext there. I have to go to bed before Matlock comes on so if we could get started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, category one is the 1960s. Question one. The song D-I-V-O-R-C-E reached number one on the country charts and 63 on the Hot 100 charts in 1968. Who was the singer who was no stranger to divorce herself, including one divorce from country legend George Jones? Oh, locked in. I'm locked in. I have no idea. Uh, Sure. I'm locked in. All right, Kels. I guess Loretta Lynn. Andy? Tammy Wynette. Dave. Mm. Tammy Wynette. Correct answer was Tammy Wynette. Question two. Signe Anderson was the original singer for Jefferson Airplane, but was replaced after the release of their first album. Who was her replacement? Locked in. Uh, locked in. You are killing me, Smalls. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Could I I get the question one more time? Signe Anderson was the original singer for Jefferson Airplane, but was replaced after the release of their first album. Who was her replacement? Okay. Top-notch first name, by the way. Was it Signy? Signy, S-I-G-N-E. Oh. She didn't get along with their manager, and so she actually had a uh, clause in her contract that she could leave for whatever reason without having to have any more ties with the band. What? She had a, a get-out-of-jail-free clause yep. in a contract? That's pretty rare. Exactly. I wonder if she regretted it afterwards. because I would imagine so. Because most people have heard of her replacement, and not many people have heard the name Signe Anderson. I would definitely argue, though, that her replacement had a significantly stronger voice and was one of the reasons why they became so successful. And she brought uh, a couple songs to the table that they didn't have. She did, two two of their best songs. Yeah. So I I think that's uh, apples and oranges. Somebody to love one of those songs? I'm not saying anything else until you answer. No, I don't know the answer. I'm locked in. Uh, I, I <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know the answer at all. This wasn't Andy. going to help me. <laughs> Grace Slick. Devo? Grace Slick. And Kells, that was a punt? Uh, no, I didn't punt. Um, I went with... So Jefferson Airplane, didn't they um, change names like a couple times? Didn't they just become oh, yeah. like uh, Jefferson? Starship and then just Starship. Yep. Starship. So I guess that the name of the single would just be Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> to follow the theme of the band. <laughs> uh, the correct answer was Grace Slick. And 
Andy's right. She brought White Rabbit and Somebody to Love from her previous band. And those both became pretty pretty major hits. Was well, legendary songs. So previous was a previous band band like a uh, Jefferson Hot Air Balloon or <laughs> I think Hang the Glider. band was the Great Society. I believe you're right. Yeah, and I, I've heard one recording of her doing White Rabbit live with the Great Society, and her vocal range early on was was spectacular. All right, question three. This My Guy singer left Motown over a contract dispute in 1964, and her career never really recovered. Locked in. Oh, yeah. I'm locked in. I know who this yeah. is. Oh, dang it. Um, I can hear the song in my head. Um... Oh man. Oh Piffle. <laughs> Isn't it something like that? What I'm gonna just write some words and be ridiculous. Okay, I'm good. I'm locked in. Dave. The what was it something like li- little no. little Okay, so I wrote Little Emma, and that's all I wrote. You're thinking of Little Eva. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I... Kells? I went with uh, Mary Wells. Andy, I know you're going to get this one. It's Mary Wells. And why are you going to get this one, Andy? Uh, because no muscle-bound man could take my hand from my guy. Oh, you just don't um, because of that? Do you want to know the rest of the song? <laughs> no, no, no. She did a she did basically a, a cover album of Beatles songs. Oh, I did not know that. She was a big, she was I a did fan not. I did not know that. But now I'm adding that to my shopping list. I would so love to hear that. You know what Andy's doing this weekend? <laughs> she was the first Motown star to perform in the UK because the Beatles invited her to the UK because they loved my guy so much oh, and wow. she was one of only three Beatles or three female singers to open for the Beatles um, and she released a tribute album called Love Songs to the Be- Love Songs to the Beatles Mary Wells, Scylla Black and who would be the third one? No, Brenda Holloway and Jackie DeShannon oh I'm pretty sure Scylla Black opened too but anyway we're getting off into the weeds we certainly are <laughs> as you often do with the Beatles. Yeah. All right, question four. This singer from Port Arthur, Texas, got her big break at the Monterey Pop Festival in 1967 and performed at Woodstock in 69 before joining the 27 Club in 1971. Locked in. For a bonus, name the band she performed with at Monterey. I am locked in. I'm locked in, too. Kells? Well, I have no idea on the the band that she performed with, but I think it's Janis Joplin. Deva? Uh Janis Joplin and the band I I got so many I got all mixed up in in the noggin. 
So I just wrote Country Joe and the Fish. Uh, Andy. Janis Joplin and the band is Big Brother and the Holding Company. I knew it was a company. <laughs> but I was like, package company? That doesn't make sense. Uh, that is correct. It was Janis Joplin and Big Brother and the Holding Company. All right. At the end of round one, we've got Kells with 20, Devo 30, and Andy with a perfect 42. To no one's surprise. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, but we're moving away from my sweet spot with every category. Oh, shit. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, let's move to the 70s. Question one. Despite never winning a competitive Grammy and being the lead in a financially failed musical movie from 1978, this singer is ranked twice on the Billboard All-Time Greatest Hot 100 list at 16th as part of a group and 26th as a soloist. Locked in. What? Wait a minute, could you repeat the question again? I am lost. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it. This person never won a competitive Grammy. Right. She, she was in a financially failed movie musical from 1978, but she's ranked twice on the Billboard oh. All-Time Greatest Hot 100 list, 16th as part of a group, and 26th as a soloist. Okay, I'm locked in. This feels very tricksy. Oh, but was it a failure? No. Was it? I, I, I have a guess, but I take umbrage with the use of failure. I'm locked in. Okay. Andy, what's your answer? Well, all right. In 1978, you would have had, I mean, it was a big year for, for pop musicals. You had Grease, you had uh, the Bee Gees, Sgt. Pepper, and you had The Wiz. And even though you could make valid arguments that both Sgt. Pepper and The Wiz had flaws, I, don't, I wouldn't call either one of them failures. And, of course, Grease was awesome. I mean, I don't like it, but everybody else did. Um <laughs> So then I'm going to the, it's a female and somebody who hasn't won a competitive Grammy, but in the Hot 100 as a band and as a solo artist. And that tells me uh, the only connection I can make out of those three musicals is, would be Diana Ross. But if you're suggesting The Wiz is a failure, you and I are going to have words. How do okay. you define a failure, Andy? If it made a lot of money or not? Well, I mean... I, I I specifically said financial failure. Financial failure. Maybe in that case it was. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, I would say that the the Bee Gees Sergeant Pepper was a worse movie than The Wiz, in that respect. Artistically, if you, I, I would much rather sit down and watch The Wiz out of any of those three movies. Okay. David, what's your answer? Uh, I said Diana Ross, and I just did a quick search on The Wiz. Uh, it received its Rotten Tomatoes score is forty four percent, so it was not well received by critics or audiences. Hmm. Okay, Kels, what's your answer? Uh, Diana Ross of Diana Ross and the Supremes. The correct answer is Diana Ross, and uh, yeah, the movie was the Wiz. Um, there, there were a lot of a lot of reviewers thought Diana Ross was really too old to play that part. Um, the only one person said it was too scary for children and too silly for adults. 
I do remember it being scary. I don't remember it being scary. I mean, when I first watched it, I was much younger than you. The yeah. only person that really got positive reviews was uh, Michael Jackson as the Scarecrow. It was being it was being compared um, to black exploitation movies. Also, oh. I wouldn't go there. It, I mean, it's, I mean, it was being talked about at the same time because it, it was you know one of the first. Uh, it, it was you know all black cast and. Yeah. Anyway, you all got it right, despite any flaws that might be in the question. (laughs) It was a a good question. That was really challenging because when you said failed musical, I immediately went to the Bee Gees. And you started talking about female artists. I was like, no. And I I was really baffled there. So you said solo solo artist and with the group. I was like, yeah, I know who this is. That's why I started thinking about Diana Ross. It's really shocking she never won a Grammy. Yeah, that that part, like it was like that that shocked me, but I was still gonna go. With I mean, she did get a, a lifetime achievement, but not a competitive Grammy. Yeah, yeah, I was still going with the boss. All right. Speaking of Grammys, question two: Don't it make my brown eyes blue? Was a earned a Grammy for this long-haired country singer, and for a bonus, name her three-time Grammy award-winning sister. Her sister would be oh locked in. Uh, I'm locked in. Sensei is a sub theme. Women. It is. You win the bonus points. Oh, I forgot about the sub theme. Woot! Totally. And as soon as you said women, I just looked at my answer sheet like son of a. It's all ladies. <laughs> I'm locked in. Okay. You sound so excited, Kels. Well, you know this isn't isn't exactly my wheelhouse. So. We're getting we're getting closer. Hang on. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> Devo, what's your answer? Uh, I said Crystal Gale, and I have no idea who her sister is. So I said June Carter, just because right. I wanted to write down June Carter. Else? I said uh, Valerie Crispy Cream, and um, <laughs> I couldn't come up with a sister name, so I'm okay. a little ashamed of, of myself for that part. Andy, did you get it? Crystal Gale and Crystal Gale's sister was Loretta Lynn. Was she? Yep. The correct answer is Crystal Gale and her sister Loretta Lynn. Wow. That song made it to number one on the country charts and number one, number two on the Hot 100 charts. Ironically, Crystal Gale has brilliant blue eyes, not brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm. And my mom had the same hairstyle. My mom had extraordinarily long hair down to her waist like Crystal Gale. A little trivia nugget there about my mom. Was that the shirt that Ricky Bobby got torn when he got in the car with the cougar? <laughs> <laughs> If if any of our listeners have seen Talladega Nights, can you confirm for me if it was his Crystal Gale shirt? Yeah, like room Crystal Gale shirt. Like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Question three in the seventies. This female-fronted new wave band was heavily criticized by their new wave and punk peers for selling out with their disco-inspired Heart of Glass, released in nineteen seventy-nine. 
name the band and the lead singer for five points each. Locked in. I'm locked in as well. Okay. Uh, let's start with Devo. Uh, Blondie and uh, Debbie Harry. Okay. Uh, Kels? Uh, Blondie. But I did not know the lead singer's name. Okay. And Andy? It's Blondie and it's Debbie Harry. It is Blondie and Debbie Harry. Miss Harry, if you're nasty. You know, Andy hadn't missed the question yet. I did. Realize that, right? Stop talking about it. No, I'm going to talk about this all game. (laughs) (laughs) Andy has not missed the question. Yeah, you know what? Here's a musical question for you. What a fool believes from the Doobie Brothers. If you think you can beat me, that's what a fool believes. Yeah. You want to bring out the trash talk? We can do this. I used the Doobie Brothers in Trash Talk. Yeah, yeah. that that's so that's a reach. If we get to that final and it's the Wu Tang Clan, I'm destroying you. <laughs> you better hope and pray it is not the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> I will be I'm, done in seconds. I'm hoping just for the fun of it, it's hip hop stars that are still alive. It'll just confuse Davo completely. What? Because he's not programmed to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Kells. There aren't any female members of the Wu Tang Clan. None. Yeah, so I'm sure they talk probably... about women a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Well, if it's any consolation, Kells, this is this next one's actually a movie question disguised as a uh, music question. I can appreciate that. Okay. Question four. Carly Simon has said that the subject of her song, You're So Vain, is actually three people. And she's confirmed that one verse refers to only to the only person who has been nominated for for Oscars for acting, writing, directing, and producing in the same film. And he's done that twice. Name the actor second verse refers to, and for bonus points, name the two movies for which he got those nominations. Oh, that makes sense. Rats. Yeah. Yeah. Only one person has ever been nominated for acting, writing, directing, and producing on the same movie, and that person has done it twice. Okay. I want. I want to know the person and the two movies. I am locked in. I'm locked in. I'm gonna go with. I don't know if. I don't know if this person wore this many hats, but I'm hoping. (laughs) It's a lot of hats. It's a lot of hats. I'm not. I'm thinking about the movie part of it. No, I heard Janet Jackson's version of this song before I heard Carly Simon's. Really? I didn't know Janet Jackson Jackson covered it. Yeah. It was Jackson if you're nasty. Oh, it's the second time you've used that joke today. And it will continue. Okay. (laughs) I'm locked in with bad answers. My favorite cover of it is by uh, Marilyn Manson. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like you just found something on your shoe. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth there. Sorry about that. Or a fly in your soup. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kels, who who is it? I'm hoping, for point's sake, that it was Clint Eastwood, 
making the two movies, uh, 1992's Unforgiven and 2004's Million Dollar Baby. David? Uh, it's Warren Beatty. Mm. And one of the movies was Reds, and I cannot remember the other movie. Probably Brandy Clark. It is Warren Beatty who she dated briefly. Um, and this, this is so frustrating. All I could think of was bad Warren Beatty movies. And I wrote down Bonnie and Clyde and Dick Tracy. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's like the two movies he'd like. Well, also I remembered Heaven Can Wait. But that was such a bad movie. I knew that wasn't even anywhere close. Like all I could think of was like super bad Warren Beatty movies. What about Bugsy? Was that critically acclaimed? Ooh, I forgot about that one. No. Yeah, maybe, but it was garbage. Hey, would, you, <laughs> would you guys like to hear the answer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The correct answer is Warren Beatty, who actually thinks the entire song is about him. And she's, she's, really, <laughs> she's really weirdly coy about the whole thing. Like, some people that she's confirmed know, she's told, she told Howard Stern... She told Taylor Swift who the songs are about. And then she's like, well, his name has an E in it. And so far she's released an E and an uh, N and an well, A, also, I think. She auctioned off. I want to say it was one of the Koch brothers. She auctioned no, off was, telling. Who was it? Um, I don't remember. It was a. I was a. Somebody, somebody in politics. Had a. No, some of them owned NBC. Oh, that's right. Yep. Um, I forget who it was. Was yeah. it Brandon Tartikoff? But that's no. what I was thinking. Wasn't Dick Ebersol? But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So what are the movies? So yeah, she did auction it off at one. The the movies are Reds and Helen oh. Can Wait. Oh no way! <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was the first one I thought of and went, no, it's not that one. Son of a... <laughs> well, there goes your perfect score, Andy. Yeah. Hey, Andy, you remember when you had all the questions right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday, or at least a question ago. Like, that was amazing. Good times. All right. At the end of round two, I've got Kells with 35. Deva with 77, thanks to his... Uh, his bonus points and Andy's with 84. All right, let's move to the eighties. Question, I question one MTV. This metal singer and guitarist had a big hit with kiss me deadly, but her biggest hit was a duet with a former black Sabbath singer. Locked in. Locked in. Oh no, you're overcooking my grits since I, I don't know. <laughs> I have never heard that before in my life, and I love it. <laughs> and that's a tragedy, too, to overcook grits. So you understand the weight of the situation. I do, I do, and I, I'm starting to feel bad. Not really. I don't feel that bad. Hmm. Uh, All right, I'm liking him. Diva? Lita Ford. Andy? Lita Ford. And Kells? Joan Jett. 
Ooh, you're closer than you realize. They were both, both Lita Ford and Joan Jett were in the Runaways in the 70s, but Lita Ford went on to do a little bit of more heavy metal stuff. Oh, man. Joan Jett stayed a little more punky. Ah. Question two. This country singer had a hit with I Was Country When Country Wasn't Cool in 1981. I don't know if she ever sang it on the variety show she had with her sisters. I'm locked in. Oh, yeah. Thank God for the second part of that question. That was the clue. (laughs) I've never heard the song. That was the clue part. Oh, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we had clues in these things. I might have done better. (laughs) I'm locked in. Okie doke. Let's start with Kells. I said Winona Judd because I can't think of anybody else with sisters in the business. I don't even know if she has sisters in the business. I just know it's more than (laughs) one Judd. (sighs) I thought the Judds were a mother-daughter thing. Yeah, they are. Oh, that's it? Yep. Mom and daughter. (laughs) Well, Ashley Judd is a fine actress. I like her in Double Jeopardy. Uh, Barbara Mandrell. Dave Barbara Mandrell. Correct answer is Barbara Mandrell. I had almost forgotten about the Mandrell sisters. I they were quite Andy. popular at one point. Question three. Cynthia Johnson was the lead singer for this band, which cemented its place as a one-hit wonder for their song Funky Town, which hit number one on the charts in 28 different countries. It is about oh, time. On. Locked in. Come on. <laughs> about damn time. What's, I mean, what, are you looking for the band name? Who sang Funky Town? So okay. Make it a little bit shorter. Okay. Locked in. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, now you get to see how it feels. <laughs> I am locked in. Devo. To pow. <laughs> Is that your answer? Yes. <laughs> If you made it up, or if that's a real thing, <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> Andy, won't you take me to Lip Sync and Kels Lips Incorporated? You know, it wasn't until you just said that, Andy, the first time that ever clicked with me that that says Lip Sync. Yeah, is that intentional? <laughs> yeah, I always presume so. It's a pun because I never spelled huh. out as incorporated. It's always Lips Inc. It never occurred to me before. It's, yeah, uh, that's wow. I think that's uh, no, that's, that's correct answer, by the way. <laughs> All right, question four. Everybody knows the what the first video on MTV was, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The second video was "You Better Run" by Patricia May Andruski. I can spell that if you want to. But luckily for us, and probably for her career, she used her maiden, her married name. Who was it? I did not know about her original name, but I knew she was the second video, and I am locked in. Uh, oh, have yeah. a, I have a guess. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kels? And you say her name was Patricia, correct? I did say that. 
So I went with Pat Benatar. There you go. Pat Benatar. And Andy. Yes. Pat Benatar. Correct answer is Pat Benatar. So I was looking at this list of uh, the first 25 videos played on MTV. It's pretty interesting. Ego, like some of them I've never heard of. There's So after Pat Benatar is Rod Stewart, and then You Better You Bet by The Who, and then there's a something called Little Susie's On The Up by a band called PhD. I, hmm. that's, I looked that up. I never heard that song before. Don't know never that. heard of it Then there's something <laughs> by Cliff Richard. Who was a easy listening British star yeah. from the sixties. There's two pretender songs. There's uh, two Ario Speedwagon songs, Sticks, The Split Ends, Robin Lane and the Chartbusters, and uh, Todd Rundgren, Iron Maiden. Uh, I think there's another Rod Stewart. Um, it's just a really interesting list. There's a Phil Collins song and they air tonight, Robert Palmer. Split ends, yeah. by the way. Um, you guys all have heard the split ends, but um, by a different name. The band had a change up after that album and became something else. Anybody know? Crowded Edition. House. Very good. The Finn Brothers. Yeah, I like the, like the yeah. Finn Boys. Oh, I like Crowded House and I love the split ends. Mm hmm. You could have made up that whole thing and I would believe it. <laughs> oh don't dream it's over well they were all hey now hey now they were also uh from new zealand which is also noteworthy all right at the end of round three i've got kells with 55 deva with 107 and andy 124 it's anybody's game let's move on to the 90s question one after two moderately successful dance pop albums in Canada in the early 90s, this singer reinvented herself as an alt-rock singer and created the 14th best-selling album of all time. Locked in. Locked in. Oh, God. I am I could see her. She also was a backup dancer for Michael Jackson. If you choke on this... Give me... Everybody stop talking. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I right go into my yeah you got it go into your mind palace you don't trip on that glove <laughs> I've almost got it I can see her um it's it, 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 it ironic oh that you don't know the answer to the question yes yeah that is quite ironic <laughs> Uh, and that's right. <laughs> I'll let us more. I got it. 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 Oh my God. I was, that was, I have never so verbally choked like that. I, I'm sweating. You know how that is? Like, yes. It's, yes. I mean, he started the, he started the question. I'm like, Oh my God, it's another softball. And then I just choked. All right. Let's, let's hear the answer, Sensei. Kels? Alanis Morissette. Andy? Alanis Morissette. And Dave L. Alanis Morissette. That is the correct answer. 
I don't don't see where she did anything with Michael Jackson. I know she opened for she opened for Vanilla Ice for a while. You're thinking of Cheryl Crow. Oh, you're right. I think. And she was not a dancer for Michael Jackson. She was a singer. Singer. Yeah, you're right. Alanis Morissette was on You Can't Do That on Television, which is amazing. Right. That's right, which I used to watch a lot. Me too. She was only on a few episodes, like five episodes. She was. Yes. All right. Question two. Fancy was a cover of a Bobby Gentry song, which was a hit by this country singer in 1991 and became something like her signature song. She went on to star in a popular sitcom in the 2000s and has won three Grammys, been nominated for CMAs 50 times, and won 14 AMAs. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Thank my wife for making me listen to this song. (laughs) I have never heard the song, but the country connection with acting, it's got to be one person. Okay, Andy, go ahead. Reba McIntyre. David? Reba McIntyre. And Kells. Of course, it is the star of Reba Dolly Parton. No, I'm playing. It's Reba McIntyre. <laughs> That's correct. It is a, it's a great, <clears throat> well, when you start listening to it, you'll recognize it as a Bobby Gentry song immediately. Okay. It sounds a lot like um, the other one. Um, Bobby McGee. Is that right? It has well, the same kind of conference and song. Well, originally it's Chris Christopherson. The Janis Joplin covered it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot about the cover there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that one. But anyway, it's it's a really it's a really good song, and and I thought the video was really powerful too. I'd never heard of it before until I started I, until I wrote this question. All right, question three in the '90s. This rapper started out as part of the all-girl group Sistas. Her first solo album, Supa Dupa oh. Fly, debuted at number three, which was the highest debut for a female rapper at that time. Name the rapper, and for a bonus, name the collective she was a member of. Oh. During that time. Oh. Locked in. Yeah. I can see her. Kells, I feel bad that you're getting these and everybody else's, too. Yeah, it's, um, it's making me feel some kind of way. No, I'm not getting this, man. I am I am firmly out on this one. Uh, I can see her. Dang it. Right. I'm locked in, by the way. I'm locked in. Andy. I have no idea about the second part of the question, but it's Missy Elliott. Kels? Missy, Misdemeanor, Elliot. Nah, I'm pretty sure they call themselves the Beat Club. Okay. And Devo. I said Queen Latifah. It is Missy, Misdemeanor, Elliot. And she was a member of the Swing Mob. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, okay. With her, with her longtime, I think, childhood friend, Timbaland. Timbaland, man. Yeah. All right. I know at least one of you is going to get this one immediately. Question four. 
Kim and Kelly Deal were in The Breeders, which had a moderate hit with Cannonball in 1993. What alternative band did Kim play bass for, which broke up the same year? Wait a minute. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Unless... Oh, but technically, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Are, are you going to do that? Are you going to do the technically? I. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What was throw? Yeah, I'm locked in. This is embarrassing because, well, I'll explain. I'm locked in. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's anything embarrassing about either of these bands. So I'm not sure what you're. No, there's an embarrassing thing. Why I I was so. Hesitant. Locked in. Okay. Dave. I was first thinking the Melvins, but I immediately was like, oh my God, it's not the Melvins. Then I uh, corrected to the Pixies. Andy? It's the Pixies. And I was embarrassed about this because honestly, and I'm going to lose a lot of credibility as an audiophile here. I despise the Pixies and I despise Frank Black. There I said it. I don't understand... The attraction. I even went and saw the Pixies live. Still didn't like them, but I like her songs in the Pixies. <laughs> I guess the only redeeming quality of the Pixies is her work, and I'm, I'm embarrassed that it took me so long to figure this out. And Kels. Uh, well, since they got no love in the '70s category, I went with the wrong answer, which is Funkadelic. <laughs> I mean, I've only got so many questions in a category. I can't do everybody. Yeah, so we Warren Beatty got love, but not George. <laughs> I think, wow! Shots fired. The correct answer is the is the Pixies. By the way, of course it is. Let's do scores. We've got 85 for Kells, 137 for Devo, and 164 for Andy. 85, good year. Yeah. Fun fact. I, fun fact, I, like I, came, I came to be in that year, so a lot of these questions I was bound to miss. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the 2000s. Question one. Oh, no. This rapper and actress had her first number one single in 2001 with Family Affair and is one of the most successful female artists of all time. Because I know who I want to put, but... I'm surprised by the second part of this question. I'm not I've got it. I've got a hint if you want me to... Please! Okay, so no no hint. Oh, come on! Hell no. Y'all look by like 40, 50 points. Hell no. There's no mercy right <laughs> You're giving me no quarter in these games, sir. So <laughs> I'm I'm really uncomfortable with my answer because I, I feel like I know the song and the artist, but I can't believe this artist is as big a selling as you're suggesting she is. Oh, but we'll man. see. I'm gonna punt. Mm, right guy. Hang time. All right. Let's start with Andy. Mary J. Blige. Devo punted and Kells. Don't need no hateration, holleration. 
in this dancery. <laughs> Mary J. Blige. But she is not a rapper. And she's not the most... You, and, uh, the second part of the question was one of the most successful the female most... artists? Uh-huh. Really? Like Mary J. Blige has got classics, but... I can't I can't let this question pass by without shouting out my old roommate, uh, Jay Jordan, who hates Mary J. Blige. I just <laughs> wanted to go. So Jay Jordan knows for you. I know you. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but yeah, the answer is Mary J. Blige. It is, and honestly, I don't know why I called her a rapper. Uh, she's a hip hop flavor. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's what threw it for me, Neil. Is it? Is that right? <laughs> totally. Totally that's what threw it for me. That's the reason I didn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean she she's she's pretty successful. I'm surprised family affair is her first Davo is just furious right now. He's sitting there with his no more drama poster that he has hanging above his desk and just can't figure out. 411 is in the car right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my first real exposure to Mary J. Blige was uh, on the Umbrella the Academy. The Umbrella Academy? What so, is that? So this was this year? <laughs> this year. <laughs> As an actress. <laughs> Question two. Love Story was released in 2008 and it's considered this country singer's signature song. I should say this singer's signature country song, maybe. What? Oh, um, now I know. She's not necessarily a primarily country singer. Okay. But... Now you got me second guessing all my questions. <laughs> no, they're they're fine. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think I've just hit. I th I think I've just hit the wall. Locked in. Right, let's start with Davo. I said Taylor Swift. Andy. Yeah, the only artist of the two thousand I can say that would have a mega hit as a country star, but not primarily country. It's got to be Taylor Swift. Kels. T Swift for the sweep. It oh. is Taylor Swift. Woot! Question three. Known as the pop punk queen, this artist has become the third best selling female Canadian singer of all time. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, I'm guessing. Total guess. Are you totally I'm locked in? Yeah, I totally guess we'll lock in. I'm hoping it's someone who would complain about things being complicated and it being <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Yes. Avril Lavigne. And Andy. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Avril oh my Levine. God, Andy. I, that was a total guess. We're so happy for you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. All right. Question four. In 2001, this singer slash actress had both a number one album and the number one movie at the same time. A number, a couple of years later, she starred in one of the worst movies ever made. For a bonus, name 
or for a double bonus, name the two movies referenced in the question. Wow, I am not. Oh, what is her name? I know. I know what the worst. I know what the worst movie is. That's the only part of this I know. Uh, I think I'm going to lock in with this. Shot in the dark. I'm locked in. Yeah. Okay. Andy, go ahead. J-Lo. The the movie is GG, and I can't come up with the other one. The bad movie is GG. Okay. Kells. All right. Well, Jennifer Lopez is correct, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm right yet. But um, the bad movie is G. Lee. Oh, G. Lee. And I <laughs> and I could not think of because Selena would have been too early for 2001, so I couldn't think of the second movie. Okay, Dave. I said J Lo, and I wrote down Selena, and then I went, and the bad movie was Geely. The correct answer is Jennifer Lopez, and obviously the bad movie is Geely. Andy, I don't know, man. If Gigi weren't actually a different movie, yeah, Gigi is a completely different movie. I mean, I, you know, obviously I didn't think she was in Gigi, but yeah, I gave you the wrong title, <laughs> and that's legit. I will not accept a point for that. And guess, the other movie, I guess, you may. Is it made? I, I will. No, I, no. I, I couldn't think of it until now. What is it made in my head? No, okay, that was that was a little bit after the wedding planner. <laughs> wedding planner. Wedding okay. planner. Oh, would not have gotten. Yeah. That. So I mean, that just means that it was the most most popular movie that week. It doesn't yeah. mean it was necessarily a great movie or anything. So. Yeah. I mean, it did feature an Academy Award winner. Okay. Oh, that one. All right. right There's one round left, and our scores currently are 127 for Kells, Deva with 169, and Andy at 204. (laughs) Laughable lip bands. All right. Well, I don't know if this makes you feel any better at all, Kells. Um, But... Andy is going to have to be absolutely perfect, including the bonus, to beat your wrestling score. <laughs> From here yeah. on out, yeah, <laughs> yes, he's got. Well, I mean, at least at least for the regulation, he scored he scored two forty five. You, you scored two forty five um, in, in the wrestling. I never thought time. about that yeah. in our um, our record book. Yeah, Kells has that record. We should. I never thought about keeping track of records, but that's awesome. So let's see how Andy does. Yeah, in the Question weaker. One. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now I, I'm regretting the very last question now, but because well, it's a human. <laughs> well, it's well. You'll see when we get to it. Uh, question one. Girl Crush is a song that won two country music awards and two Grammys for this group in 2015. Fronted by two two female singers. What? 
I'm I'm locked in. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with this. I'm locked in. Okay, Dave, what's your answer? Uh, I think I've called this band the wrong name before on this show, uh, but I think it's Lady Antebellum, and I think okay. I called them Lady Antietam at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, there's a sort of a connection there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Andy. Um, <laughs> little Big Town. And Kells. Little Big Town. It's Little Big Town. Sure, why not? Question two. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. This foreign-born singer has had more number one hits in the 2010s than any other artist. Who is she? And for a bonus, what is her native country? What? No. I don't have a clue. Wait a minute. Oh. I'm locked in. I'm locked in, too. Kels? I went with Adele, and she's from England. Andy? Yeah, for some reason, when you said foreign-born singer, I was thinking somebody that English is their second language and was baffled, but then it hit me like, no, of course not. It's Adele. And Deva? I went with Rihanna, and she's from Barbados. Ooh. The answer I have is Rihanna from Barbados. Oh! Really? And oh. the perfect game is lost on Riri. Oh. I, yeah, bad girl Riri. My bad. This ruins our chances, I understand. Okay. Question three. This woman's first single was released in 2014 and hit number one in 58 countries. Her songs frequently touch on topics of body image and empowerment. What is her name? I'm lost in. I'm lost in. You're lost? I'm like, wow, Freudian slip much? I'm lost in. I keep saying it. I'm locked in. I'm I am locked, locked in. in as well. I am locked in as well. Kels? Uh, Megan Trainer. Andy? Lady Gaga? Better Megan Trainer. Correct answer is Megan Trainer. Rats! See, this is the collapse right here. The typical Cubs. Looking strong. Hang on. And then you get right around the all-star break. Total collapse. This is not the all-star break. There's one question left. <laughs> all-star break in September now? I've been here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, wish I'd, I wish I'd spend a little bit more time coming up with this final question. Because it's, it's a little bit weak for the category. But it's what I've got. So we're going to go with it. Okay. The, the, the 2010s connection is that this person died in 2019. So Daryl Dragon died in 2019. He was half of a popular musical team. Who was the other half of that duo? Locked in. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm told. Yeah. All right. Sure. I think. I'm going to, no, I hate this. All right, I'm locked in. Um, um, yeah, why not? I'm not in serious contention, so sure. I'm going to lock in with this. 
right, Devo. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I went with Captain and Tennille. I said, who's the other half of that duo? Tennille. <laughs> Kels? I don't feel as bad anymore. Thanks. Um, I, was <laughs> I was thinking duo, and the first one that came to my mind was Captain and Tennille. So, and don't get me wrong, I don't mean it this way, but I'm hoping that it was the Captain is the one that's no longer with us, and I went with Tennille. Okay. And I'm hoping it's not. Well, first off, I've always felt like the theme song for our crew here should be Love Will Keep Us Together. And um, the answer we're looking for is Tony Tennille. The captain is dead. Daryl Dragon was the captain, and his partner was Tony Tennille. Yay! All right, the final scores are Kells with 157, Devo with 201, and Andy with 224. So, our final question today. I have a list of, I think, the top 21 female Grammy winners. Ooh. And I need you to name any 10 of them. So, the number are- of Grammys... Yes, these are women that have won nine or more Grammys. Nine? Wow. Okay, Kels, tell us your list. Okay. Uh, I have Beyonce, Rihanna, Adele, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, TLC, Lady Gaga, Felicia Keys, Taylor Swift, and for the love, Shaka Khan. Oh, oh, I bet you she's on the list. There you go. Kels and I have a very similar list. Uh, I said Adele. Uh, I remember Nora Jones had a huge year. Come away with me. One way with Nora Jones. Uh, Beyonce, Whitney Houston, Taylor Swift, uh, Alicia Keys. I I went with Barbara Streisand for some reason. I regret that now, oh, but Barbara Streisand. That's kind of solid. That's solid. Uh, um, Lady Gaga, Aretha Franklin, and Mariah Carey. Oh, I blanked. That's, yeah, she should have spot over TLC. Andy? Alright, I felt super good about my list until I heard those guys' list. Uh, Allison Krauss, Lady oh, Gaga, that's good. Linda Ronstadt, <clears throat> Ella Fitzgerald, The Dixie Chicks, Cheryl Crow, oh, Bonnie Raitt, mm-hmm. Adele, Beyonce and Aretha Franklin. And I'll just go through the list and we'll see where we're at. So at uh, number nine, or with nine Grammys, we've got Mary J. Blige, Natalie Cole, Cheryl Crow, Nora Jones, Rihanna, Hillary Scott, and Lady Gaga. Okay. So Hillary Scott is the singer for. Um, Andy, or uh, for Devo's favorite country band, Lady Antebellum. 
Hey. At 10 Grammys, we've got Shaka Khan. Oh. Bonnie Raitt. Ronstadt. And Taylor Swift. T Swift. Uh, we've got Shirley Caesar with 11 Grammys. Shirley. You know Shirley? I do. Gospel singer. Oh, well, I, I bet you know CC Winans, too. Another gospel singer. <laughs> yeah, gospel. I forgot all about gospel. A little bit. So at uh, at thirteen Grammys, you've got Ella Fitzgerald, yeah, Emmy mm. Lou Harris, oh. and Leontine Price, who I recently found out was the first black uh, prima prima donna prima. at the uh, Met. Wow. Okay. Uh, at fifteen Grammys, we've got Adele and Alicia Yay. Keys. Yay. Eighteen, we've got Aretha Franklin. Yay. The second most Grammys is Beyonce with 23. Yay. And number one with 27 Grammys is Alison Krauss. Who is it? She's a bluegrass and country. Yeah. Lead singer to to Union Station for a long time. She's pretty amazing. Wendy. Actually, Wendy turned me on to Alison Krauss. I didn't know much about her at all until I met Wendy. I first heard of her when she did a uh, duet album with um, Robert Plant. Yeah, yeah, that, that album is amazing. Okay, so Kels, how many did you get? I have seven. No, sorry, I have eight. Okay, that brings your score up to two thirty-seven. You are currently in the lead. Yeah, that's gonna fall very quickly. <laughs> Devo, I have seven. That takes you to two seventy-one. Now you're currently in the lead, and Andy, I have nine. Uh, Final scores, Kells, 237, Devo, 271, and Andy, 314. Man, that was a great game, y'all. Wow. Way to kill it, Andy. (laughs) Kells, you have nothing to feel bad about. You scored over 200 points. We all did very well in that game. Unfortunately, uh, that beat Kells' all-time score. In the wrestling, he only got six in the final, so he ended up with 305 in the wrestling uh, category. So Andy beat his final score by nine points. So not only was that the, so that was the best, highest scoring game we've ever had. Wow. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I, I, wow. In this, using this format, we might, I think we might have had a higher one when we had the betting format at the end, but. Right. In this Kumite, this is definitely the highest. That was an outstanding performance in the Kumite. I am very, very impressed, sir. Thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. You know, that makes you a purple belt. Ah, finally purple rain. From all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is sadly still a green belt, Devo, <laughs> with purple belt Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers. Brown belt Kells. Talking about the greatest performance of all time. I think Andy's out of line. Yeah. <laughs> and Sensei Neil. <laughs> I I don't I don't have any fun quotes or anything tonight. I feel kind of down know. after this episode. I'm not really sure why. What? Is it because I it's won? Andy I, got I think that might be it. 
I was kind of hoping that we were going to crown a champion tonight. And well, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I'm going to do another wrestling episode next week. <laughs> Signing off. Uh, hello, all you good trivia people out there. Uh, if you like what you hear, I have exciting news uh, for you. You can listen to this show on your favorite podcast apps, wherever that might be. Whatever uh, floats your boat. Uh, got any ideas, you can tweet us at uh, Ladlebrain. If you're into the Facebook kind of thing, uh, we're at Brain Ladle Productions. Also, YouTube at Brain Ladle Productions. Kind of redundant, but you get the idea. We also have a website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. If you want to get us individually, there's a Neil, there's Kels, there's Davo, and there's even an Andy fellow. If you're feeling generous, uh, also have a Patreon. You know, if you can send us some ducats, it really help out the show. And that also, that leads into us helping you. So help us, help you, and you be classy out there. Obama out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.